What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yo, President! is watching America is watching but more important God Father watch make no mistake there will be no fuck up around this world would give they left nuts to be where you are anybody not want to go Marines kill on three across 200 years but for each of those in one year more god has smiled upon the core from the barbary coast to the eastern sand by sword by gunner by their hand so it's been and shall be weighed though many are born few are made faithful always they shall remain dogs to loose when war is waged
to me, from a yin to a yang, and a yang, you see, put a grin on my chin, come to me, cause I'll win, I'm one of a kind, and I'll bring death, to the place you're about to be, another river of blood, running under my feet, forging a violet long ago, stand next to me, you'll never stand alone, I'm masterly, but the first to go, hardcore is the only way I know, I'm a fear of the devil inside, of the enemy faces in my sight, Thank you for tuning into Cold War Radio. Appreciate that. I'm live from studio number one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. Be with you for two hours. I might be by myself, too. I don't know. Uh, I put a couple calls out. We'll see if anybody responds. If not, we'll, we'll carry the ball. No problem. Uh, please go to, all right, let me, let me regroup. The Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208, the voicemail. For podcast listeners, 
1460. Please and become a Cold War Radio patron in the right hand margin. Catch the research room there, the video page, which shows the videos of most of the audio clips that we play. Uh, There's nothing there tonight. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, If you'd like to write to the program, you can do that as well. Please write to Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 10433-370 Castle Shannon Boulevard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. Take the cane to its appointed place. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we didn't have a show last night. I was uh, on location at CPAC, not really at CPAC, but at the CPAC in the same grid square that CPAC uh, was being held. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, I, I want to get to a couple other things first. Uh, the first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the coolest things to ever happen to my show happened tonight. My son called me. And as you know, my son is a uh, full-time professional firefighter in the city of Pittsburgh. And he uh, probably doesn't like me saying that, but that's all right. Uh, (laughs) He called me up and told me, Dad, you know, I broke down and and listened to your show last night. That was pretty good. You know, he listened to a a replay, I imagine. Uh, He said, but man, that intro's too damn long. And I said, no, you don't understand. I got people that like that intro. (laughs) And I was gonna, I was gonna shorten it, and then I remembered some conversations that I had last night uh, with some of uh, our greatest people, and the intro stayed on. But it, it just, uh, you know, it, it's so amazing to watch your children mature. I mean, uh, he called me up. That wasn't the first thing he said. He wanted to talk about that virus, you know. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about that in just a minute, and. Uh, we'll go from there. But I, I really hope you're listening right now, young man, and, and uh, anybody else that belongs to the Pittsburgh Bureau of Fire or any other fire department anywhere in the world. I love you guys, man. I was one too. And it's just, uh, it's a calling. It's not for everybody. It is definitely not, especially if you're a professional firefighter. I was a volunteer. And I think that uh, my son and, and his colleagues uh, I mean, it, it's tough because it's not just fires. And especially in the age of opioids and fentanyl. And these guys are like the frontline dispensers of Narcan or whatever that stuff's called, the antidote. And uh, a lot of death going on, ladies and gentlemen. Your firefighters and your police and your EMTs and your ambulance crews. Uh, they're seeing way too much death for their ages. Uh, it's it's just uh, exponentially more than probably anything but a, a combat situation. Uh, we got to get that under control. So anybody who's doing, send an email scrtv at live dot com. Uh, I'd love to you know give you a shout out. Uh, you guys are heroes. Uh, you really are. And uh, thanks for telling me that. I appreciate it. Joe Biden seems to have won the primary. In South Carolina, and I guess uh, the only question now 
is who is going to get second place because this is going to end up being a uh, a brokered convention or whatever they call it, a contested convention. Uh, There's about 2% of the vote in now. I think Fox News called it about a nanosecond after the the polls closed. Uh, But uh, it's looking like, I mean, a blowout for Biden. Uh, And that's going to really gum up the mix and make the uh, spring and summer interesting. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I I can't believe that. One of the things uh, that happened with Biden, uh, there's a... uh, well, her Twitter handle says that she uh, just this is all she does is, is you know, looks at election results and, and analyzes it. Uh, and she did that. And her name is at Hello, it's Thou, T-H-A-O. South Carolina exit poll shows black voters shrinking as a share of the Democrat primary electorate in 2016. It was broken down 35 percent white and 61% black. Today, it was 41% white, went up six points, and 55% black. And she says that this is consistent with national trends showing non-whites moving away from Democrats. That's some really good news, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's uh, that's cooking with gas right there. It needs to go up higher than that, though. I, I think... Uh, You'll see that as well. We'll see how the voter suppression from the Democrats works out. Uh, we'll see Allegheny County is busted. They're, they're uh, totally fraudulent. I've been telling you ever since the election, there's no damn way Hillary Clinton won Allegheny County with 100,000 votes. It did not happen. Those were dead people. People voting three times. You look at these people that are at the polls, and they just look crooked. Uh, it's just uh, we're going to see what happens. It's going to be interesting. It really is. Uh, let's go to CPAC before we go to the Russia virus. That's what I'm calling it now. It's the Russia virus. Uh, and and I'll, I'll get back to that. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I went to, uh, well, I wasn't going to go to CPAC at all. Yeah, those of you that have been following this know that. Uh, it, was, it was just uh, a bridge too far. But then I came out. I think it was on Wednesday. It was either Wednesday night show or, or Monday night show. And I came out and I basically, it was Wednesday. I came out and I said, look, there, there were some people asking me to come down and, you know, they were going to put me up and everything like that. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm keeping my powder dry. We're going to go to the, the convention. Uh, and I started thinking about it. And it's like, man, I got people that listen to the show that are coming in from California, you know, from uh, Florida from Oregon, uh, just from all over the place, from Virginia and uh, New York City. And, you know, I thought about it for a little bit, and then I, I called my, my daughter and asked her if she wanted to go, and she had to work and save the same way with my son. And then I like I went for the, the nuclear option, ladies and gentlemen. I asked my wife, who's the most apolitical person that you ever met in your life. And she said, all right. I was like, oh, oh yeah. So, uh, all right, then we're doing it. We're going to go down there. I'm going to meet these people, and we're coming home the next day. I said, I owe it to these people to do this. And uh, she says, hey, yeah, I know. I understand that. And we had a good time anyway. But we go down there, and uh, 
some people, we, we had Mona. Mona was down there uh, working. She was on the clock. Uh, and I have a couple interviews for you this evening uh, from Mona, and she's still working. But uh, she was the only one I didn't get to see down there. The whole time I was down there, she was posting stories, and uh, that's just the way she rolls. So she was the only one I didn't get to see. Uh, but anyway, I went down there, and I did not go down to broadcast. I, I mean, initially, I was thinking about doing that. I brought equipment, but I wanted to broadcast on Broadcast Row, but then I realized at the end, there's no way I can get my wife in there at this time. and Or maybe there is a way, but I couldn't think of it. And it was right toward the end where they were getting ready to close the credentials place. So I, I just decided, you know what? No, I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to go down here and I'm going to go meet these people and, and have a good time. And that's what we did. Uh, and I decided we'll, you know, pick it up today, tonight, and do the show. And uh, I told Jack that the show was going to be postponed and he might have had something to do, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I told him, hey, it's okay if you can't make it. You know, that's fine. But anyway, uh, we go out to this. It's about, I don't know what the temperature was. It was chilly, though. It was chilly outside, and it was windy. And we went to, uh, I didn't want to go to one of the big, big taverns, you know, with loud music and everything like that. So I found this little uh, Irish place very close to the to the Gaylord Hotel. I went there, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, my wife and I went inside. I don't know what time it was, probably 7, 30, 8 o'clock, something like that. And there, there was one more table left in this bar, one of the pub tables that, like, two people can sit at, maybe three if you, if you squeeze in. So we sat there, and I'm thinking, what are we going to do if people come in here? And out in the porch in the front, they had two of those liquid propane fireplace settings with benches around both of them. And one of them was empty, uh, but it wasn't lit. So we got it lit, or no, it was the people that were at the one that had the fire that was going left. And I was like, well, let's go get that. So we did, and uh, Ken C. showed up with his wife, Teresa, and uh, Marlene and her husband, Dave, showed up, and Rocky was with the crew. And I, it, Rocky stunned me a little bit because one thing about the radio, and this goes all the way back to when you used to be on the CB radio in the 70s, you know, you, you get a mental picture of somebody in the radio. And if it doesn't equal the mental picture when you see them, you know, it kind of stuns you a little bit. Now, I had seen Ken and Teresa before, so I already knew what Ken looked like. Uh but Rocky has a picture somewhere, one of his avatars or whatever, whatever you call them. Uh, and it didn't. I, I was like, "Who are you?" And I, I don't know you. Who are you? And then he finally told me. And I felt like about two inches tall. Uh, but anyway, he was there, and that we went outside, uh, you know, around one of these fires, and we're you know having a couple libations. Uh, except Marlene doesn't partake, and neither does her husband. And then you know we're talking. It's great. Uh, and then uh, Valerie Z and Double Watt showed up. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gentlemen, you've never seen, you know, for, for Ken and Teresa and myself and Rocky and my wife, you know, you're outside around, you're, you know, you're having a couple drinks. Well, I'm going to tell you, Marlene and her husband, Dave, and Valerie and her husband, Double Lot. I don't know if I'm supposed to use your name, so I'll figure that out before I do this again. But they stayed there outside in the cold with us for like an hour and a half, two hours. I mean, I thought that was the most classy thing. Uh, you know, no, you know, uh, just, and we had great conversation. Uh, learned, you know, some more things about each other. It was a good time. It really was. I'm glad I went down there. I want to thank you people uh, for coming to see me and uh, for continuing to listen to the program. It means a lot. It really does. Uh, so I want to thank you for that uh, from the bottom of my heart. CPAC looked good, too. I'll tell you, there was uh, I went over to the Gaylord. I showed my wife, you know, where everything was. And, you know, I saw the uh, Janine, Janine Borelli. And Tom Borelli uh, went in there, and there's two new demographics that are present at CPAC. I've been to three of them. This was four. And just walking in the lobby, it must have been a speaker just let out or something. This is before we went uh, to the uh, Irish Whisperer. But there were many more black Americans at CPAC this year. That's a fact. I'm telling you that. The other thing, there was a brand new demographic that I had never seen at any Republican or conservative event before, and that was Chinese and various other Oriental ethnicities. I refuse to use the word Asian. Asia is a continent. It is not an ethnicity. And that was new. And it was, there was a lot. They weren't. The ones that I saw were not exclusively by themselves. You know, they were in groups of other, like it was mainly students. But there was more than students. There was families too. And that's something new, and I don't know if they were waiting to see what Trump was going to do, uh, but they were there. They were there, uh, and that was interesting to me. Um, but, again, just to wrap this up, man, that was a long drive, too. Two ways that it's snowing in Somerset. Uh, I was lucky to get this show off. I don't have many clips because I have 
this normally happens. Whenever I break everything down and then put it back together, for some reason I can't record audio. I'll fix it by the next show, hopefully. Uh, either that or I'll, I'll replace it with something else. Uh, but I didn't have time tonight other than the, the interviews that I had already uh, from Mona. Uh, so there's that, and we'll get into uh, the interviews momentarily. I want to talk right now about this this virus. First, let me uh, uh, say something that no no media uh, outlet that I've seen so far has the uh, depth in their operation to cover. I mean, these people are these people are horrible. These people in the media. I watched a Fox News graphic, and this graphic was an arrow, arrow graph, you know, like the stock market going up or down. And it had all these arrows on it, and then, it, it, you know, they were like small width bars. And then this big red bar that was 20 times bigger than any of the other bars that showed the stock market plunging from the Russia virus. And... I just thought, you know, you people that are trying to scare American. First of all, I don't, I don't know how so many people are so scared about this. I mean, we have become a country of snowflakes. This is what my son called me up about. He sees diseases and this stuff all the time. He's like, Dad. There's like a 99% uh, recovery rate. I said, I know. I, I don't understand this. Well, I, but let me, let's try to understand this. So where did this start, supposedly? China, right? Now, I don't know if you noticed it, but remember on the first day of the reporting of this coronavirus and it looked like the Chinese government was 100% engaged in this. Everybody had the right garments, and they were hauling people away. And don't ask me how you weld somebody in their house. I guess they have glass that doesn't break uh, in their windows. So they are held in by the door being welded. I don't know about that. But anyway, I want to I wanna go over something with you. And, you know, you always need to follow the money sometimes. Um, but you had the Dow Jones that was down 357. S&P 500 down 25. NASDAQ up 25. The Nikkei 225 down 805. The FTSE 100, I don't know what that is, 216. The DAX down 477, CAC 40 down 186, FTSEMIB down 815. These are international stocks. The Shanghai down 111. The Sensex down 1,448, 3.6%. The MOEX down... 131 and the TSX down 454. And why I say that is because when something like this happens and it doesn't really make any sense, 
And, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is a hoax. Yes, I am, but I'm not saying that. Like I don't know. I'm not a professional in this. All I'm doing is saying, ladies and gentlemen, remember everything that goes on from last week on. When I'm, talk, I'm talking about politicians and the media. Because if this turns out to be a dud, somebody should have to pay. Somebody should have to really, really pay. I mean, if you look at some of the titans of business and what they've lost, somebody has to pay if this turns out to be a dud. Because I've never seen reporting like this before, have you? This is this is ridiculous. This is this is crazy. So China, Donald Trump, what did he just do? He just kicked the rest of the world's ass financially. And I've been waiting for some kind of pushback. Because China is no I mean one in four people, I think, isn't that what it is? One in four people are Chinese or something like that. There's a the, the place is huge. I mean, this town that you never heard of in your life, Wu Wei, has millions of people in it. So you have to you have to think, you know, who has who has the most to gain by crushing Trump? And I would say, other than the deep state, who seems to be moving right along in this circle, China would be the number one group of people that would love to get rid of Trump. And, and you couple that with the with the the low fatality rate, and it's uh, why are they doing this? You know, Rush Limbaugh had a pretty good take on it the other day. He said, you know, every time you see a story about Trump, the coronavirus is in it. But you never, there wasn't any talk about that in any of the reports about Democrats. And then, man, did he do it last night. He put a rally on. <laughs> and then Bill Maher, I wish I could have played this clip for you. Bill Maher, man, he's going nuts. He thinks that President Trump is going to, you know, declare martial law. Uh which would be the response that you would probably have to do if this was something like, you know, the the Black Plague or something, you know. Uh, but this is like all about people catching the cold, man. I mean, it's like if you if you're fifty five or younger, you're going to be all right if you even catch it, you know. And, and what a way to what a way to turn people against each other. You know, you think about that. It's pretty uh, pretty nuts. But again, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert. Uh, but I, I can smell a fish. And this just seems fishy to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me. I don't know. And I don't want to be the one that says that this is a hoax and then it turns out not to be. Um. But I just don't, I think the overreaction and, and really the irresponsibility of the media, the way they cover this. I, I was in a hotel lobby this morning and MSNBC was on and they were just finishing up a report on the Russia virus. And they were like, and elsewhere in other news that is uh, life and death situation, there's climate change. 
And I'm thinking, these people are idiots, man. They, they, for, if you sit in front of MSNBC or Fox News, for that matter, and you believe the stuff they say, you, you got to be crazy. I mean, they did a poll, and the president is more than two times more trusted than any media. That's a dangerous thing. Because, like, in a situation like this, let's say this... Let's say next week, a real pandemic threat appears. Are you going to believe them? They're destroying their own credibility, and that's dangerous. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's getting to that point. So I don't know uh, how that's going to turn out. I mean, I, I just think that's a, a dangerous thing, and I'm going to watch it, and I hope everybody calms down. But again, like I said, when it's over, that that's the problem. We never we never get justice, never. I mean, maybe now you have the president nominating Representative John Ratcliffe as the director of national intelligence. You know what else I'd do in tandem with that? I'd fire Mick Mulvaney and put Rick Grinnell as my chief of staff. I'd put him at the office door. You know, we'd really see some heads explode there. I don't think Mick Mulvaney's doing a good job. I don't. I, I think he's too into mass immigration, uh, along with some others, that are doing really well in other areas. Uh, but I, I don't buy the immigration thing. I think we should stop it. I, you want to stop pandemics? Quit letting peasants in America. I made a comment to somebody yesterday at National Harbor, You know, which I'm considering a suburb of D.C. It's right across the thing. But there's nothing American about Washington, D.C. There's languages being spoken there that I can't even recognize them. I mean, I went into a pizza shop, and that wasn't Italian. You don't know where these people are coming from, where they've been. There's no control on it. Washington, D.C. is one of the worst. That whole area, I mean, it's, it's bizarre. I had an Uber driver... And my wife tends to really dig into the the statistics and and reviews whenever we use Uber. And this guy was like really popular, you know, had all kinds of good good marks and everything. Guy, he was uh, from Pakistan, I think. And you know, I mean, I, there I, it's anyway. So we're talking, and you know, my wife's talking to him. She's talking to, him. Oh, do you live? Where do you live around here? He said, "Well, I got a." an apartment in D.C., uh, but I quickly realized that was too expensive. So I bought a house of $700,000. I was like, what? On an Uber? No, I'm an aircraft mechanic. Oh, damn. Well, so? 700000 for a blue-collar worker? Are you kidding me? I mean... Something ain't right, man. I, I, I personally, I don't care how much money I had. I would never spend that much. First of all, I don't need a house that big. And I'm not going to go into a market that they sell me a $50,000 house for $700,000. i am not doing that. You know, but uh, I'm not naive. I, I know things cost, but three quarters of a million dollars for your, your house? Well, maybe in my next life, but that's not something that I... Uh, 
strive for. It's just not. I'm, that doesn't. That I have no interest in that. But that was just a little piece of trivia that I got uh, along the way. It was interesting to say the least. Let's go to Mona Salama in our first interview of the evening with Deanna Lorraine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cold War Radio. I actually have an awesome candidate that's running against, what does Trump call her? Nasty Nancy. Nancy Nancy. And I'm sorry she's losing her voice because she's very popular in CPAC. But her name is Deanna Lorraine, and she's running against Speaker Pelosi in San Francisco. Welcome aboard. And we have to, like, really, really, really get into it because whatchamacallit. Um, President Trump? No, it's just I can't stand her anymore. Can anyone? I know, right? It's just like everything this president does, good. It's just she politicized it like this whole coronavirus. She's like, oh, he's too late. But the guy stopped the travel from America to China. He did the right thing. She made a big deal about that. Like, oh, my God, he's being racist and blah, blah, blah. It's not racist. It's smart. It's common sense. It's not racist. I always had this question for you. I, I'm still waiting for the, how much it's going to cost um, the budget for this whole impeachment trial. I'm still waiting for that number because the Mueller report was $22 million. Didn't you think that money could have been used, you know, to help the homeless crisis? Right. So she's consistently ignoring the problems in her own backyard, right? The homeless, there's feces that are piling up on oh, the streets, God. drugs, needles. People are literally suffering and dying on her own streets. But she's focused on impeaching the president over baseless crimes. She's focused on <clears throat> what gender pronouns we should use and what bathrooms you should use and giving free health care to illegal immigrants. Her priorities are asked backwards. And it's so obvious now. I hope I can say that. Yeah, don't worry. But it's, it's so obvious now, and everybody knows it. And it's, it's finally come to a breaking point where uh, even moderate Democrats, independents, are saying she is nuts. She is anti-American. She does not care about us. In the State of the Union, it was a gift to my campaign because it opened people's eyes to the demonic presence that she really is. So President Trump is talking about accomplishments of of America, the great American comeback. It's a beautiful thing. He's talking about the lowest unemployment rate for minorities and blacks, right? Seven million Americans off of food stamps. 10 million Americans off of uh, welfare. And what does she do? She sits there in disgust. She's so mad. She's angry that people are thriving. She's angry at the people that she says she claims to help, which is the minorities. No, she's angry at their success and independence. She doesn't want us to be independent. She doesn't want us to be hopeful and thriving. She wants us to be homeless, destitute, and dependent on the government because they get power and control. So what made you realize, oh, my God, I can't take this lady anymore. I need to step up and help not only um, my hometown of San Francisco, but also the United States and be a part of, you know, the team of President Trump. Well, I was actually working for, it's kind of a funny story, but I was working for a while. I have my own business as a, a personal development and relationship consultant. And I started realizing through relationships that radical feminism was destroying relationships and our culture and the family unit. Then I connected the dots and realized that feminism is just a branch of progressivism, just a branch of the left. 
Ultimately, they want to break up the family unit, and they want to break up men and women. They want to ruin our culture so that they can replace our culture that's working with socialism. Yeah, that's right? totally right. So I wrote a book called Making Love Great Again, which is about... <laughs> I remember that book. I didn't, couldn't put two and two together. Yeah, that was me. you got to have this book. It's amazing. Um, and it's about how you know feminism and liberalism have destroyed our culture and how conservative values are needed to restore our country's greatness. So from there, I went on to be a political commentator. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, culture warrior. And then this past year, I said, you know what? Um, after after Nancy Pelosi started the impeachment trial, <clears throat> excuse me, um, after she started focusing so much of her issues on, uh, you know, what bathroom we should use, this Gender Equality Act, even though women are already equal, uh, such these ass-backwards priorities, I said, we need to, I need to attack the head of the snake. I need to mm-hmm. attack, you know, the Democrat, the leadership of the Democrat Party, which is pushing us further to the left. So that's why I'm challenging Nancy Pelosi. I've moved to San Francisco so that I could specifically challenge her uh, and see if we can cut off the head of the snake. Because it, I'm tired of our country moving further to the left when our country was beautiful, great, and prosperous, just the way our founding fathers designed. That's so true. What do you think? I had this conversation with my father, and my father is about the same age as Nancy Pelosi. The people that run the Democrat Party, especially the majority of them are from California, are like literally three times our age. Right. Um, They're pretty much, you know, they talk about diversity, right? But the people that run the Democrat Party in California especially are like old white men. Right? Old white woman. You got Diane, Diane Feinstein. She's like, right. what, 82? Yep. You got Nancy Pelosi, 74. Mm-hmm. You have Maxine Waters, like 78. Yes. And then God knows who else. Bernie Sanders, 78. You have all these people run, that are the heads of the Democratic Party. And, like, you don't know what, I hate to say this because they're humans. When are they going to drop are dead? Are they humans? No, I know. But <laughs> I'm just being yeah. nice because, you know, God told me to love everybody despite their values. No, yeah, exactly. Um, Being a good Christian. When I was I a toddler, yeah. Nancy Pelosi got into office. So she's been oh into God. office so many years. It's There's definitely term limits. 87? Yes. So you're my age. She's 32, guys. We hate to like say it out loud, but <laughs> I don't care. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, no, God. really, really. It's just, it's, um, it's disgusting to me that people keep voting her in. Obviously, there's some rigged election situations going on, too. Uh, there's voter fraud. Um, but then there's also this social engineering going on where people are engineered, teenagers, college-age students are engineered to hate America, to hate our president. Um, orange mad, band, uh, mad bad, you know, 
all they want to do, um, they think that Nancy Pelosi is a hero for impeaching President Trump. They think that she's just this godsend. But it's really, when you really get down to the basics of it and you try to speak common sense to them, they, they have nothing that they really hate, hate President Trump about. There's nothing of substance there, right? And there's nothing really of substance of why they love Nancy. So I'm trying to talk common sense to them, which is difficult in this region. That's why I've, I've resorted to doing some things that are kind of bold and crazy for San Francisco, like flying the Pelosi for prison plane around San Francisco, doing the mobile billboards, because, you know, we need to make a, a bold stance that we're not going to take this crap anymore. That's so true. You know? But going back to voter fraud, yeah, I know her district is heavily, heavily, that's like, especially California, New York. Like, you talk about these liberal states, and then you just see how much, like, are you scared that's going to happen to you? Yes. So what, do you know what you're going to do about it to make sure that doesn't happen? There's not, it's not 100% foolproof. I mean, I'm sending people to the polls. I'm sending people to you gotta the... you got to prevent Acorn from going after you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're trying to do as best as we can to monitor the ballots in the polls. But ultimately, at the end of the day... Look what happened at the midterms of 2018, mm -hmm. right? They literally stole the election from several people, yeah. you know, that really should have been in office. And um, all of a sudden they found thousands of, of ballots, you know, out of people's basements and cars, and they all happen to be Democrat. So I think that was a test for what they're going to be doing in 2020 to see what they could get away with. Do you guys have, like, languages in your ballots? Because I know New York has now seven languages, which our ballot looks like... Uh a contract of like rolling, you know, the scrolling paper, like the Greece when they yeah. wrote that. So that's not how our voting thing looks like. Does you have that problem? Do you have that? Like seven languages? Yes. Okay. So I noticed that in areas like, let's say Chinatown, they're going to have all Korea, I mean, Chinese or Korea, whatever, um, you know, poll interpreters, whatever. Um, I've seen that I've witnessed this myself in New York that they're going to start speaking to the language and they're going to tell them like, I don't want to mimic their language. They were going to tell them, like, vote for Nancy or vote Democrat down the line. They tell them what to do. That's another voter fraud. Are you going to have somebody, like, things yeah, like I'm that? Yeah, you're going to have people monitoring the polls and monitoring the ballots and, um, <clears throat> you know, blowing the whistle when they see things that are sketchy. Yeah. Um, some people have been registering Republican, but yet they're getting a Democrat ballot or an independent ballot. In California already, it's sketchy because we have a jungle primary. And then they moved up the primary from June to March. Mm -hmm. So it gives a newcomer, an outsider, very little runway to make an impact. Do you have uh, a primary next week? Yep. I have a primary next oh my, week. And she's a CPAC, guys. Oh my For God. only 48 hours. I'm yes. here, but thank God I have a fantastic ground team. So they're holding down the fort in San Francisco. They're doing a bunch of door knocking. Uh, they're, got, they're meeting voters at stations, at train stations, everywhere. So I'm blessed to have that, but it, it took a lot of work to create this ground team. I know. And there's a lot of people that support me. And I'm telling you, the other day, um, I'm buying my coffee, and a guy goes up to me, and he's like, I'm, I'm buying your coffee. And I said, why? And he's like, I'm a flaming gay, but I love you. You're one of my, I'm like one of your biggest fans. Thank you so much for what you're doing. We have to be hush-hush around here, but I love your boldness. Then the next day, you know, a guy... This is San Francisco. In San Francisco, uh, another guy is running, and he sees me get out of my truck. Mid-run, he stops, sweating, dri sweat dripping all over him. He says, Deanna, I have to shake your hand. You've got all me and my family's votes. And this has been happening day after day. Gay people, Asian people, people are saying, I love the Pelosi for prison plane that you're flying around. 
I love the mobile billboards that you're driving around. This is working and it's affecting them. And they're grateful that someone is taking a bold stance because they're so in the closet in San Francisco. They have no permission to go out and be bold about their conservative values or even going against Nancy Pelosi. It's very dangerous. People lose their jobs over it. That's so true. So in a way, they're saying, like, you've given us permission to come out and be bold. So I think there's going to be a very interesting tide shift happening. There's an awakening. Let's talk about 2020, not your race. Let's talk about the presidential race. Yes, baby. Who do you think is going to take California and the Democrat Party? You mean as far as, like, Maxine Waters? No, no, no. I'm talking about the guys running for president, like Biden, Sanders, Warren. Because apparently Sanders has a huge lead. Sanders is leading. And that's pretty scary because he's a socialist, yes. right? Um, but one of the persons running against me is a socialist, too. And he's endorsed by Bernie Sanders. So it's happening a lot all over oh, California. Oh, so you got all the, those, um, the squads sending yes. her money so that he has the war machine. They are coming everywhere. And the problem is Bernie Sanders is somehow cool to college kids. You know, he resonates with them as like, he's cool, he's edgy. And, but yet um, they talk about old white men. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense at all. It's so critical. But yes, he's making an impact on college campuses and they feel so burned about what happened in 2016 that here he is again and they want to vote for him again. So um, it's a very scary thing. It's a very big possibility that Sanders will take it yeah. because people, especially younger kids, they think socialism is an awesome thing. They think it's really cool and they think yeah. America's racist. Um, oh, Joe Biden is not resonating so well, though, with a lot of people. He's making very creepy comments, uh, very weird comments, and he doesn't have quite the cool factor that Sanders That's does. True. I mean, I'm going to see what happens tomorrow um, in um, South Carolina. If he takes South Carolina, he could do a, a Bill Clinton 92 of losing the fir- um, 15 out of the 19 um, first primaries, and he still took the presidency. Right. So, And I wouldn't be surprised if the DNC is working behind the scenes, what they did with Bernie in 2016. Yeah. They're going to do it again because oh, they're totally. really scared. Oh, they're very scared. They don't want him to be there. Um, after one of the Democrat debates a couple of weeks ago, it was, um, you know, they immediately put him up with, uh, with Liz Warren and said, you know, Liz Warren said that you made a comment behind closed doors that women can never be president. Yeah. Did you see that whole smear campaign? And then CNN was on it, MSNBC and on everybody. Not even CNN or MSNBC wants him. No, which is so weird. You know, I, know. I mean, they're they're doing the same kind of smears as they did with Trump, which should tell you that there's a coordination going on there. There's an absolute coordination. You know, my question is, why don't they put someone, if they were really smart, and I shouldn't even say this, but we know this, why wouldn't they put someone like Oprah or uh, no, Michelle Michelle Obama they, because they people really, would people would vote for them. No, if they really cared about this race, why they didn't give Cory Booker a chance? Another black man, a younger version. Why yeah. didn't they Kamala Spartacus. Harris? Or Kamala <laughs> Harris, a black woman. They want a woman president. Yeah, why? They, they got rid of the younger version, um, the younger people, and now they have a uh, Pete Buttigieg, which I don't think. Oh my God! I mean, he's not a he's not a bad man, but I mean, just I don't believe in his policies. I, I do but not he's want him to be under his chief. No, I don't want. <laughs> of course not. Um, but I respect the fact that he served our country and everything. But I don't think this country is ready for a gay president. I think we have to first see a woman become president in the future, and maybe an Asian, maybe a Hispanic, before we're gonna ever see a gay person. Well, you know what? I really don't give a sh- crap. Um, right. Who cares, like, what is there, if they're Asian, if they're, if they're a woman, if they're gay, who is the most qualified? Yeah. And I don't see any of those people in the Democratic debates qualified. I know, he I ran, a, he like ran a town of 100,000, and I'm just like, 
wow, he ran like right nothing. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they got rid of Tulsi, but I thought personally, as a, as a super diehard, I don't think they got rid of her. I think they just hide they her. Smeared her. Yeah, they smeared her. Yeah, they said that she was a Russian asset. And they yeah, everybody got. I, mean, I actually thought she was pretty cool. She was a cool chick. She was smart. She was beautiful. She was level-headed, and she was actually pretty rational. For me to like someone like that, that's a yeah. pretty hard get. But if they were smart, they would have all back, got behind her because she had a big following. But uh, she still does. She didn't they're like not. what she did in 2016. She endorsed Bernie over Hillary. That's why they went exactly. after her. Exactly. But see, that's why they're not smart. You know, no. they really aren't that strategic because the same thing is going to happen as what happened in 2016. Well, I can't wait they're for this. are going to back the wrong candidate. The polls are going to be all wrong. It's going to be lies. And Trump is going to win by a landslide. Uh -huh. Maybe he'll do what he did, um, Reagan did in um, 88, um, 80. 84, 49 you know, to 1. You know what? I think he's going to actually win the popular vote this time, too. Yeah, definitely. I really think so. We but he needs fighters in Congress who are going to protect him and defend him, defend the Constitution. That's so true. And defend the America First agenda that over 60 million Americans voted for that is not being fully enacted right now. So that's why another reason why I'm fighting is because he needs fighters in Congress who are not going to be soft, who are not going to be rhinos. We're not going to go against him. I know. Um, best of luck on Tuesday. Thank you so and much. And when you win, we're getting you back on. Thanks, baby. Awesome. My voice will be better by then. I know. <laughs>
Red Elephant is the new social media platform that will not censor or shadow ban you, and a portion of your sign-up fee goes directly to the Wounded Warriors Project. RDElephant.com. Well, let, let, me, let me say this, and, and this, I don't care about being popular or whatever. The first thing you got to do is you got to study and understand who you're up against. And you must realize that this is not a religion that you're fighting against. You're fighting against a theopolitical belief system and construct. You're fighting against something that's been doing uh, this thing since 622 A.D., 7th century, 1,388 years. You want to dig up Charles Martel and ask him why he was fighting the Muslim army at the Battle of Tours in 732? You want to ask the uh, Venetian fleet at Lepanto why they were fighting a Muslim fleet in 1571? You want to ask the Christian, uh, I mean, the, the Germanic and Austrian knights why they were fighting at the gates of Vienna in 1680. What happened in Constantinople and why today is called Istanbul because they lost that fight in 1453. You need to get into the Quran. You need to understand their precepts. You need to read the, uh, the surah. You need to read the hadiths. And then you can really understand this is not a perversion. They are doing exactly what this book says. But, all right. And I'm going to close, I want to close by saying this. And I, and I think we have, we have said this all through this morning so far. Until you get principal leadership in the United States of America that is willing to say that, we will continue to chase our tail because we will never clearly define who this enemy is and then understand their goals and objectives, which is on any jihadist website, and then come up with the right and proper goals and objectives to not only secure our republic, but to secure Western civilization. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, your weekly Jihad Report 24 Jihad attacks, 255 killed, 95 injured, two Alawa Akbars, suicide blasts, all occurring in 13 countries. The Religion of Peace Atrocity of the Week from Erbil in the Kurdistan region of Iraq, a sinkhole reportedly containing almost 1,000 bodies, including around 30 Yazidis, killed by the Islamic State, ISIS, or in the Obama administration, ISIL, where they include Israel. From mid-2014 to late 2017, has been uncovered in northern Iraq's Tal Afar region of Nineveh, a local official confirmed on Wednesday. Other recent misunderstandings of Islam on the 26th in Iraq, a village head is gunned down by ISIS, who also seriously injured his son. On the 25th in Pakistan, a journalist is assassinated by Sharia extremists. On the 24th in India, a Muslim mob murders a Hindu activist and drags his body to shouts of Allah Akbar. On the 23rd in Australia, a Muslim migrant is shot dead by police after stabbing a tourist. This is getting Western, ladies and gentlemen. On the 21st in Canada, a 64-year-old woman is bludgeoned to death with a hammer by a Muslim terrorist. The religion of peace, ladies and gentlemen, or as Mr. J used to say, 
the religion of pieces, one body at a time. Allahu Akbar, Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, 412-206-6208. The phone lines are officially open. Uh, what a great interview by Mona. I can't wait to parse that into a, a, an interview, a standalone interview. Uh, wow, good stuff. I didn't realize that's who she was interviewing. Uh, we're getting our money's worth there, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. That's, go to monasalama.com. M-O-N-A-S-L-A. M A S A L A S A L A M A Mona Salama dot com. Uh, and a lot of the reporting is political fashion, you know, what Melania and Ivanka Trump are wearing, but there's a lot of hard news in there also. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, go check that out. Uh, drop her a line. Tell her you like what she's doing. Uh, good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff. Now... Back to the uh, weekly Geod report, there's some fire getting ready to happen. I'm, I'm not sure if you remember uh, when Norway was on the program. He was very good uh, at local reporting from Scandinavia. And uh, a report, uh, well, one of the things that he uncovered was that the weapon of choice in Sweden uh, by Muslim immigrants, has been the hand grenade. Well, can you imagine that? Can, yeah, I mean, even in Chicago, yeah, a hand grenade, that, that's like another level. How do you get a hand grenade, first of all? Uh, but anyway, in Sweden, there's a, a situation about ready to happen there. Employment service forecasts surging migrant unemployment. It's going to be a tough summer in Sweden, and we will report it, unlike the fake news media. If you remember, a couple things happened uh, early on in the Trump administration that, that really uh, showed how bad the media was. I mean, he came out there and made a comment at the debates 
about Sweden and the problem that they have. And they made a monkey out of him. And we here at Cold War Radio, the staff was like, yeah, good. He's finally uncovering it. And, and they didn't go anywhere with it. They never followed it up. You know, they never reported that 90% of the rapes in Sweden or 99% were from migrants. And you have to, you have to follow this language. Because I have to even call out Breitbart. Breitbart is not a very, I mean, I love Breitbart. Let me say that first and foremost. That being said, Andrew's not there anymore. They won't report or very rarely report in their headline or even sometimes in the body of their stories the common denominator of several different types of crimes. Rape in Europe is one of them. It's not Muslims, it's students or immigrants. Sometimes they use the misnomer age, Asians. Uh, it, it's, it's hideous. But in Sweden, over 90% of the rapes are, are of Swedish white women by Northern African or other uh, Muslim immigrants. Tommy Robinson is putting together something right now in the UK. He wants to march on the government because you've heard my rants about that. You know, that this is something that's it's not new. And it's really, when you look into it, it's quite disgusting. I mean, it, it really is. It's... Uh, it's horrific, really, when you look at the the organized groups of Pakistanis uh, that that you know just run amok in the UK, and, and they they get girls as, as young as you know twelve and thirteen. That's what they like. You know, it's just a you know if you look at the Hadith and the Sunnah, you know they tell you, you you're supposed to live like Muhammad did. Well, Muhammad was a pedophile. He married Aisha, you know, when she was like nine. I think he, you know, got busy when she was like 11 or so. I don't, I don't know the details. I don't care about the details. Uh, but this is something that, you know, it has to be, it has to be told. It has to be, the truth has to be told, in my opinion. I mean, this is something that... Uh, if you keep hiding from it, you're doing exactly uh, what they want you to do. And I find that totally disgusting. I really do. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, I got to say something that is really heartfelt right now. And that is that the United States has signed a, a, a peace agreement, or a, maybe it's not a peace agreement, but we're, we're, we're ending the Afghanistan war. And, and I've said before, that was the other thing that my son called me about. And I explained to him, uh, it's not going to be over, son. And he said, I know, but that's what we do. You know, we always leave a, a force there. I said, yeah, but you know what? Afghanistan's not worth leaving a force there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, but Dad, you know, you, you got this major air base that's there. 
Uh, and I said, you know, blow it up. Crater the runway. And, and you know, Diddy Mao. Cut a chogi. And the only reason I know those two phrases is from Vietnam and Korea. But Lindsey Graham was on the, on the television this morning, ladies and gentlemen. This guy, did you guys catch the hearing? Did you catch all the people that he subpoenaed? You know, he, he said, you know, he's, he's going to, nope. Not a one. He's fake, ladies and gentlemen. Down in South Carolina, primary that son of a bitch, I'm telling you. I don't care how much, how much seniority he has. He's worthless. As a matter of fact, investigate him. Because people like Lindsey Graham is, is what's wrecking us. You know, it is what it is. If you have any worries about anything that Songbird McCain did, don't forget McC Graham was in his back pocket. It's sickening. It really is. But he said that we're going to be there for the foreseeable future. This is after, I think, this happened. Maybe not. But like I said, man, you put Ratcliffe as the DNI because the military is not running shit in Afghanistan. It's the State Department and the intelligence community. I hate that term. The spooks is who's running it. And they're very deep. They're very deep. They are embedded, and it's going to be a battle. But get Ratcliffe in there, and like I said, fire Mulvaney or move him somewhere else. They need something else like the Secretary of Commerce or something. Let him, let him go do that and tell him, look, man, if you want to keep your job, don't even mention immigrants or immigration. It's not part of the program. Or get rid of them. And put Rick Grinnell as your chief of staff. Get somebody in there that's got your back. Because Mulvaney keeps on slipping. And we don't need slipping right now. We need some firm, hardcore people that are with the program. That are down with the program. Down with the struggle. That's what we need. And I think he'll give you that. So that's pretty amazing. I mean, it really is. The uh, Boy, if we could get out of there, that would be so good. I, I've told the story before. I'm 58 years old. Mona, I'm one of them old white guys you're talking about. I'm not as old as them, though. But I did my first work on the Afghanistan war when I was 40. Think about that. That's 18 years. That's like the 100 years worth. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the money that that has cost? Because I don't know what you know about Afghanistan. But you can basically call it the moon with a climate that, support, that supports humans. It's the moon. I've seen aerial photos of villages that are surrounded 360 degrees with mountains that go up 20,000 feet. You know, they had to totally restructure their rotary wing aircraft operations because of those mountains.
That's one of the reasons that you see Chinooks all the time, as opposed to other rotary wing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Helicopters, ladies and gentlemen, because the Chinooks can handle the altitude. We got to get out of there. It's 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 worthless. It's, there's nothing there for us. They ought to take some of that paraquat that they had in the '80s and the '70s and spray it on all their poppies. The hell with those people, man. What do we care about them? You know what I mean? What do we care about them? Oh, they're going to uh, assemble a force and, and do a nine eleven. Well, you know, maybe if you didn't have this deep state, you wouldn't have that. Maybe if you wouldn't go out and murder Phil Haney, you wouldn't have that. You know? It's unreal. It's absolutely, disgustingly unreal. Let's go back to the Gaylord Convention Center in National Harbor, right across the river from the Capitol, with Mona Salama interviewing Marianne Mendoza. Hey, everybody, reporting live from CPAC day one, according to everybody's day two, but for me, it's day one. I just arrived, and I'm standing here with the most fabulous, fabulous mother, angel mom, Marianne Mendoza. You guys remember her from last year, the heartbreaking interview we did, and we remain good friends, and I love seeing what she's done. If you guys don't know, um, what, three weeks ago? Well, three weeks ago, the State of the Union, she was a special guest for um, Congressman Andy Biggs in um, Arizona. And it was very heartfelt that, like, you know, as Congress people, the Democrats are bringing illegal aliens as their guests. And, like, all these socialist people, uh, our fellow Republicans are bringing people that actually are Americans. So welcome aboard, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. It's so, nice to see you. How's it going? Like, what's, what's, what have you been doing the past year? I've just been staying active, you know, um, staying in touch with um, legislation in Arizona, across the country. I try and stay very active on Twitter and on Facebook. I have Angel Families um, United on Facebook, um, Angel Families on Twitter, and my personal one, M.A. Mendoza 480. I tweet out daily about illegal alien crime in our country because this is the most important thing is bringing awareness to my fellow Americans of the amount of crime that illegal aliens are committing in our country. Did you hear what just happened in New York about a month ago with yes. the grandmother? If you guys don't know, uh, a 92-year-old grandmother was raped and killed by a legal alien. How many times was he arrested? 
oh gosh, it was endless. And I, they just kept ignoring the ICE detainers and kept letting him go, you know. And th this is the danger about sanctuary policies. It does not make our community safer. Those people are so emboldened by the fact that we have Democratic politicians protecting them and fighting for them that once they're released from jail, they go back out into the communities to commit more crimes because they know they'll be released again. Yeah. What's happening to them? Nothing. But if you or I committed those crimes, we'd be in jail forever. Yeah. And this is in my fellow um, home state, New York City. And like the Blasio is like furious. But after that ruling yesterday with the ninth district, if I'm not mistaken, or the 12th one, that yeah. actually um, sided with President Trump that if ICE wants your records, you have to give it to them. And it, they're not asking for, you know, every illegal um, immigrants because they're not going to deport everybody. They're asking for the ones that are committing crimes. Right. And if you're taking money from federal government, why are you using it to protect illegal aliens? Correct. And, you know, so much of the time when they when they go out and speak and de Blasio goes out and speaks, he talks about our immigrant communities. Folks, it's not the immigrant communities that he's talking about. It's the illegal aliens in New York that he's trying to protect. The immigrant communities love our president and know that he's trying to protect them because they're American citizens. Mm -hmm. And so don't get don't get all wrapped up in the play on words. Just know that sanctuary cities are against American citizens. It's, it's allowing crime, um, crime, uh, people who commit crimes who are illegal. It just allows them to stay here and commit more crimes. And um, they say that illegal aliens will not come forward and you know talk about crime that's committed against them and won't report it because they say they're afraid they'll be deported those are not the people that ice are going after and nine times out of ten these illegal aliens have committed a crime against another illegal alien and when they are let out of jail they go back immediately for revenge there's so many cases where an illegal alien woman who's been battered or abused has called the police and then they let their abuser get out of jail they go back and so many times they've been killed you know, these yeah. men go back and kill these women for reporting them and having them arrested. And again, in a sanctuary city, they'll be released till their court dates and they won't even show up for court for murdering somebody then. Yeah, because what makes you think they're ever going to do it, um, anything legal? No. And, you know, this whole asylum case, this MPP program where the president's making them all stay in Mexico, bravo to our president. Because only 6% of these people are being approved for asylum. So, you know, what, 94% of them are just released into the United States to live here for two, three, four years until they have court dates. Our immigration courts are backed up until the year 2023 in most cases. So these illegals are going to be living here. And we as American citizens, as taxpayers, are going to be supporting them all this time. And it's a proven fact that illegal alien households are getting $1,000 more in food stamps and welfare benefits than American citizens yeah. who are more deserving of that. And we're spending over $163 billion a year supporting them. And so every one of your listeners, guess what? You may not have been affected like I was and had a child killed by an illegal alien, but you are all victims of illegal alien immigration because you as a taxpayer are paying to support them here in our country. And you have Democrats um, wanting to only care about them right why don't they attack they want to tax us the middle um the middle class but they say they want to tax the millionaires and billionaires which is impossible because all their money is made by bonds and stocks well and and you have the nancy pelosi's and the you know hollywood elites and all these people talking about these children being separated at the border and the the 
six or seven of them that died in Border Patrol custody last year. Look, folks, it's horrible. You know, but these Democrats are aiding and abetting and encouraging modern day slavery because these people are coming over here and having to pay the cartel back for their for their travels here. But we have a president who sees the human trafficking that's going on. Obama was releasing these children that he held in the cages that he built Mm -hmm. during his administration. He was releasing those children into foster care. And a lot of them were going into foster care homes that were child abusers, sexual abusers. We've got a president who understands why we need to protect those illegal children who are being brought over the border. And he's making sure that they're going where they belong and that they, they stay with a family member, that they're not going to go to somebody who's going to abuse them. And so bravo to our president. But the few of them that were separated, and in, and in the big scheme of things, it was a few of them for maybe two or three weeks till things were figured out. And the seven or eight of them that died in custody when they arrived in Border Patrol custody already sick. Do you know the amount of stories that have gone out about that? The media and the Hollywood elite screaming and yelling about it. But in the meantime, 40, over 4,300 of their fellow Americans have been killed by illegal aliens this year, and they don't care. Yeah, I didn't hear one report about that 92 years old. And this happened in my home state. Right. Where it was happened, it on CNN? It not wasn't. even once. And it's 92 years old, raped and murdered. And I, and I was so heartbroken listening to her granddaughter. You know, when they showed her on Fox News speaking at the White House with Trump. Yeah. And I was just heartbroken. I could hear the pain in her voice. How does this happen in our country? Have you met her in person? I have not. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping I've, I've put the word out there to several sources to give her my contact information. And, and hopefully she will be in touch yeah, with me. Yeah, when she's ready. Right. Um, talking about 2020, what do you what do you want to say about it? I, so, I'm, Democrat election. Right. I, I'm going to trust in my fellow Americans that they're going to do the right thing. As you listen, as we go further and further into these democratic debates and the insanity of these people, and, um, you know, socialism is not going to work. And the funny thing is that the Democrats who are supporting this, um, the media, the teachers, um, and the politicians, and guess what? When socialism takes over this country, the teachers will be gone. The um, media people will be gone. There won't be any TV. Those reporters are going to be gone. Politicians are going to be out of office. There's not going to be any food for people. It's going to be a nightmare in this country. And if America doesn't wake up, we've got Hong Kong protesters protesting in the streets, cheering on President Trump because they live in a dictatorship. And you've got people in India who filled a stadium beyond capacity, cheering and yelling for a president because they recognize the goodness that this man brings to this country. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun 
on to. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Country. And if we've got Democratic Americans in this country who are too stupid to recognize the good that this man is doing for us, then you know what? They deserve what they get in the long run. Well, but I, of, I hope that they it. wake up. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I hope that they wake up. And, and I feel that there's more Americans that trust our president, believe in him, are going to vote for him, that are just keeping their mouth shut, like they did in the 2016 election. They see what's happening to them out in public with these Bernie Sanders supporters, the Antifa and whatnot, and how you get knocked around and slapped around and your hat head, you know, knocked off your head. I think we're just staying quiet. We're the sleeping giant. That's true. But uh, um, who do you think is going to be the nominee for the Democrats? Um, I think that... You know, Bernie Sanders' campaign is doing things pretty shady. They're making it look like they've got a lot of of people at his campaigns and stuff. A lot of them are paid. You know, Foreman Mike from We Build the Wall was at one of his um, rallies down in El Paso. He witnessed it all. He's got it all documented on his cell phone how they were paid. They were talking about being paid to be there outside waving Bernie signs. Um, if If it gets to the point where, you know, he's a nominee... I think that it will end up being a brokered convention. I think they're either going to try and get senile, idiotic Biden in there or try and shove Hillary down their, down their throats again. And if that happens, there's going to be a civil war because the Bernie supporters are going to go crazy and the Trump supporters are going to go even crazier. That's true. I'm scared about a, of a Trump-Sanders uh, showdown because I feel from... I feel like it's deja vu, but we're instead of dealing with you know the, our deplorables, the deplorables were the smart ones. They were waking up and they were seeing like we finally found a leader, a person. I don't want to call him leader because he was like the candidate that actually is saying what we believe and what we are we are telling everyone. With the Sanders people, I see it as they hear whatever Sanders say and they just regurgitate it, so they're not really awaken they're just like how do you say it they're just mimicking and they're promised all this nonsense and who's gonna pay for it all they hear is the word free mm-hmm. um it's lazy liberal snowflakes who don't want to go to work who want to you know they've gone to college and now they want their college debt paid for um still living at home with mom and dad maybe not having the job that they really want out of the world oh we're gonna give you free health care and we're gonna give you free um, we're going to get rid of all your college debt. And, hey, look, you know, back in the day when I was younger and I heard, hey, um, we're going to pay all your debt off and, you know, you have medical insurance free for the rest of your life. But they don't stop to think who's going to pay for it. You're absolutely right. And in the long run, they're going to pay for it. Yeah. You know, and they talked about at one of his rallies how he talked about $15 an hour minimum wage, but how that person would really end up with $7 an hour because of all the taxes that would be happening with Bernie Sanders' plan and everything that they would have to pay for that they're getting free. But look at, um, they want $15 an hour. Look at McDonald's. Now they're doing the machines. Like, right. So it's just like everybody wants things that they are unattainable or unbelievable. And I look, wish college was free. I wish uh, um, I, I don't have to pay $100,000 in debt because I could go buy new handbags and shoes. Right. But you know what? They are offering free college. To guess who? 
illegal aliens. You know, in many states, they've got programs. The Dreamers. Um, yeah. And so, and they talk about, you know, we need to have this, um, these people come in from um, India and stuff and fill these high-tech positions and, and whatnot. I had a conversation with Congressman Kennedy from Massachusetts, and um, he was telling me, we need those, those high-tech people up there in, uh, in Massachusetts to fill these jobs. And I said, if you would offer the free college to Americans instead of illegal aliens and allow them to move into those high-powered IT positions, this is just strengthening America. Why would you even consider, you know, giving them the free college, importing these people, and then giving them free college? I, I really can't even believe that we have American elected politicians actually thinking along those lines. The patriotism is gone, and guess what? Trump has brought that back. And that's what's woke up in you and I, our patriotism and mm -hmm. our love for our country. What did you think of Biden's comment? He said it in Iowa, and then he said it um, right before in Nevada, that DACA dreamers are more American than us Americans. You know, he's an idiot. That's all I have to say about him. Everything that comes out of his mouth. You know, his wife went down to the Mexican border and went down there, was, was feeding the children down there. Why isn't Jill Biden, um, you know, feeding the homeless Americans in America. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they're going to do in California. Right. What they're doing. Nancy Pelosi, you know, she's home for the week. What are you doing about the homeless situation there in San Francisco? All you're doing is visiting Chinatown, telling everybody it's safe to come to Chinatown. Clean up your streets, Nancy. You know, these, these, there's just not enough focus on, on the problems that we have here in our country. And our homeless veterans and our homeless American and our homeless, hungry American children deserve to have that food on their plate and deserve to have food stamps in their homes before these illegal aliens do. Going back to when you said, like, it's so sad that we're ripping um, babies off their mother. Yes, they have a point, but what about the ones that they do in America when they rip um, the ba American mother um, babies from American mothers and they place them in foster care? We never talk about that. No. And Especially a, in the minority and black and heavy. Correct. And there's a big problem with, with you know, child protective services across this country. A big problem. And, and let's not forget that when an American commits a crime, if they've got custody of their children, their children will be taken from them too and separated from their parents. If a kid comes to school with a bruise, and I've heard so many cases, especially in New York, uh, a teacher sees it, instead of uh, talking to the kid and finding out, they call ACS and then they rip them out. And then the mother doesn't have the money to afford for a lawyer or anything. So we don't talk about that. No. No, and, and there's some corruptness going on in the in the child protective services throughout the United States and how they're getting children and what is happening to them after the fact being adopted out and into homes that aren't really in the best situation Safe. for those children. Because they use their money. Yes, yes. And going back to the State of the Union, what do you think of um, this idiot Nancy Pelosi ripping a, 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 a young black girl again in a scholarship? Um, a wife reunited with her um, her husband who's been on tour for nine months and um, Rush Limbaugh even if you don't like his policy he's suffering with cancer like whatever happened to the humanity and people whatever happened it's from the Democrat Party where, where did it go you know it, it was so calculated by her to see the, and to see the clips you know the video of her pulling three or four pages off to the side of the desk to make sure she could rip through them mm -hmm. to make her big you know ripping the papers apart um She's losing touch. You know, a lot of people are like losing faith in that woman. She knows she's not going to be Speaker of the House for long. And she's probably going to be beat in, in the 2020 elections here in San Francisco. There needs to be term limits. We need to get these old battle axes out of, out of the 
Senate and out of Congress. They're just not effective anymore. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it's so unfortunate that they've allowed their hate for our president to supersede anything, and that includes years of my well-being. Look what they're doing. They're politicizing the coronavirus. Right. It's right. really sad that, like, they're talking about, oh, he's a little too late. But you guys complained when he halted, you know, the flights. You guys said this is un-American, this is unconstitutional. There's nothing he could do that's right in their eyes. He can, um, you know, and like many people have said, he could he could find a cure for cancer and they'd still find something wrong with it. And it, No, they'll impeach him for that. Right. Exactly. But it's like... You know, we've got more important things to focus on in this country. And the biggest question that I have to Nancy Pelosi is when they talk about how he's taking the money out of the military funds for our border um, security. You know, it is a national security issue, yeah. especially with the Middle Eastern terrorists who are coming across our southern border. Yes, folks, it's true. We've got documentation of it. Um, foreigners from all over the world are coming across our southern border. Um, I want to ask Nancy Pelosi, where did you get the money to fund the impeachment? Yeah. Where do you get the money to support illegal aliens for $163 billion a year? What fund is that coming out of, Nancy Pelosi? Because there's never been taxpayer approval that our money would go to, to support illegal aliens in this country. And there's never been taxpayer approval that we approve our taxpayer money to go for a, for a sham impeachment. Yet, many, many Americans, the majority of Americans, want border security. And, and Trump lawfully takes it out of the military fund. And it was approved and 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 by the Pentagon, and they want to impeach him for that sort of thing, or scream about that. That's what American taxpayers want done. Yeah, we understand the importance of a border security, and illegal immigration, folks, affects not only American families like mine who have had a loved one killed, the drugs pouring over. It affects our jobs because it's illegal or taking jobs that should be going to Americans. It affects our the fraud in the welfare system, fraud in the food stamp system, overwhelming of our school districts, overwhelming of our health care systems. There's many layers to how illegal immigration affects our country and our economy and our lives. That's true. So what's your next step after CPAC? What are you going to do? What's your next plan? Well, you know, this year I'm really focusing. I'm hoping people will really, you know, get serious about donating to angelfamilies.org. Um, Pro-illegal groups, organizations get millions of dollars donated to mm -hmm. them every year. Um, we're lucky if we can get $5,000 donated to us in one year, and that doesn't keep us on the road for long. I want to get angel families across the United States and have these families who have been affected in states get before their fellow Americans and tell them exactly what happened. We don't need to be in D.C. talking to our, our politicians because it goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You know, the conservative politicians who support us, we don't need to have these conversations. They're voting the way we need them to vote in Washington. We need to talk to our fellow Americans because they're the people who are going to make the difference in the voting polls this year. And so those are the people that we want to get in contact with throughout the United States, have these in conjunction with sheriff's departments, and really um, use our knowledge and our experience to educate our fellow Americans. Um, I was going to say, are you going to go to the RNC? I'm hoping to, yes. I'm really hoping to. Um, and Angel Families is going to be working this year on remittance fees across the United States. Um, illegals should be paying, you know, money out of the money they're sending back home and helping to shore up the shortages in our schools. We're educating their children, then they should be paying for that. So that's another big project that we have coming up this year. So best well, of luck. We're definitely going to put the link on the site everywhere. And we're going to definitely find ways to help you out because you guys deserve it. Thank you so much. Much love.
what I want to be known as the guy who was awakened uh, from a sleepwalking liberalism by a man by the name of Clarence Thomas who stood there in a dignified manner as they tried to destroy him, yet he, did, he, wasn't, he wasn't destroyed. And I want the Democratic Party and liberalism, I want my professors at Tulane and in the humanities departments to know that they tried to brainwash me to side with liberal Democrats in order to attack those that disagreed. And I want my legacy to be that they know that they screwed with the wrong guy. In the United States of America, you have the right to think freely. You have the right to be whatever you want in this United States. And the idea that the Democrat media complex would tell you that you are a slave to an ideology, to a mindset, that if you don't abide by it, uh, we're going to punish you severely. That's as un-American as anything that I can possibly imagine. I don't care if the, you would agree with me or disagree with me on policy. What I care about is that you have the freedom in this country to live your life as a free, rugged individualist. And I am at war with anybody that would tell you that you don't have a right to be a free man. Andrew Breitbart, thank you, man, thank for you. being here with me today. Thank you. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine if he was still with us? I mean, I can't tell you the inspiration that this show got from Andrew Breitbart. And not only not only this show, but the Wayne Dupree show and so many others. Uh, wow. Uh, what a loss, but a legacy that lives on. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, wow, Mo- Mona is our secret agent. Did you hear? She's setting up uh, interviews already for the Republican National Convention. Uh, she told me earlier today that uh, she's got uh, Alan West's publicist, you know, uh, got the contact. So we're going to get that. That's going to be interesting. Let's go to the phones and let's go to, I think they are in King George County. I'm not sure. But Ken's going to tell us right now. Hello, Ken. What's going on, brother? Well, I got I got three quarters of them down here in King George. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so everybody right. calling in tonight. If, if Rocky calls in, yeah, he's not calling in from California. They're calling in from King George. Marlene calls in. She's not Marlene from Eugene. She's going to be Marlene from King George. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You got everybody. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And yeah, I guess uh, I guess. Valerie and uh, Double Lot are still in. Uh, uh, They're Mar- still up in. Uh, yeah, uh, up in Maryland. Okay, uh, good. But, That's uh, outstanding. I was I was really uh, impressed uh, with uh, meeting all th- all three all five of you. I guess uh, if they're there, <laughs> if everybody's there, what a, what a great night! I mean, that was uh, that was a, a memorable experience. It was, it was an expensive experience, but Word. memorable, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ken Ken uh, added to the collection. I, I when I got home, I started redoing the studio a little bit, and I'm spending a little bit more time uh, on my uh, display case. It gave me a great coffee cup with the Camelot uh, insignia on it, like the uh, what do they call that? A family crest or whatever. But it, uh, what a w- wonderful addition to the uh, to the case. We got double things going on here. We got Marlene too, is from uh, King George. 
Were you guys in separate rooms, or, or what's going on here? Yes, we are right. in separate rooms. Okay, I got to meet uh, Marlene and Dave. Uh, excellent uh, experience. I mean, you guys were troopers, man. You don't even uh, imbibe, <laughs> and you sat outside in that cold uh, for, uh, what, what, about two hours? Oh, at least. Yeah, that was a great time. At I, least. I, I thank you guys for that doing that. I really do. I, I thought oh, so, too. welcome. I, I I saw I had seen your picture, so I knew exactly uh, who you were. Uh, you knew what I look like, but you you've not seen my husband. You hadn't seen David. True, either. that's true, that's true. And uh, he he came in and he was a trooper as well. And uh, oh, yeah, I saw Ken at a previous CPAC while I was sitting down. I forgot that he was like six foot eight. You know, I forgot that part. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying you were you were the tallest guy in the room. Let's put it that way, or one of them. So, uh, did did you guys? What did you guys do uh, last night after okay, I, 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 my I wife and I left? Tall. I might be tall, but I'm not Sebastian Gorka tall. Okay. Right, right, or Bill O'Reilly tall. I don't know if you ever seen so, Bill O'Reilly. That's a big guy. That guy is six eight. But yeah, um, so you, you failed to tell everybody about our little con. Or uh, I think I explained that to you last night. Where Marlene, Rocky, David, and uh, and I were just you know it, it was what was that Thursday? Oh, the crutches, the, 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 the crutches incident. Are you talking about? That was oh no no, no. That, that, that was Rocky and I. We were looking for. I can't remember who we were looking for, but yeah, yeah. Rocky almost Rocky ended up in the right place at the wrong time a couple <laughs> times, where he almost got taken out by Sebastian Gorka. Uh, he almost got mowed over by Nigel Farage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now Sebastian Gorka, I could see Nigel Farage is not that big. Well, he had an entourage around him. So, okay, probably had um, Rasheem Kasim with him. Okay. But um, now we were standing there outside because they had just finished up, you know, in the uh, in the ballroom. So we were out there shooting the breeze, and all of a sudden, this entourage of people come through, and we oh, oh. got mowed over yeah, by yeah. Alex oh, Jones. I forgot about that. Crazy. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. So yeah, it was just it was nuts. Um, but yeah, everybody's like, "Well, who's this guy?" I'm like, "Well, that's Alex Jones. He's you know the founder of Infowars." Is, like, isn't it nice to see? Isn't it nice to see him? I mean, all right, you can. Uh, do we have to go back to Columbine every time we talk about Alex Jones? I mean, isn't it nice to see him bouncing back after they tried to? I mean, they tried to do a Trump on him. They tried to deplatform him everywhere, and he's doing fine. He's doing fine. He is. And if you well, look, they also. So go, I don't go. know if you saw the video or not, but uh, no, not yet. I guess Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. Him and Owen Schroyer are part of some sort of. The Proud Boys, right? The, or some. Well, no, they're they're they post videos on some sort of. I can't remember something dot TV. Okay. Well, if you go back and you watch Stephen Crowder. Crowder had McGinnis on on Thursday night, but the interview was actually from Wednesday, and they, you know. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. McGinnis was, or McGinnis, however the hell you say it, um, was was at the Gaylord, and apparently, I don't know what the hell he did, but Matt Schlapp and his guys didn't want him there. And ended up kicking him out. And that's you know the, the the thing I was trying to, I was really trying hard. I had th- this was my fourth seatback, right? And the the first the first one, I was oblivious to how bad the deep state had penetrated the Republican Party. I had no idea, none. When Trump came on the scene, strong. And it started looking like he was going to, you know, man, this guy could win. He's, you know, he's on the top. And I, I was watching Fox News and uh, Brett Bear and Charles Sauerkraut Hammer and all those guys and, and Stephen Hayes. And they're saying things about this man. And they're putting words in his mouth that he never said. Because I watched it. You know what I mean? I was like you guys. I was enthralled with it. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like. No, wait a minute, man. He didn't say that. He said this. And every single night they did this. I never realized how bad the Republicans were. And then I started paying attention to the conservative treehouse and some other areas. And it was like, wait a minute, man. Hold on. Hold the phone. And, you know, uh, Angelo Codvila came out with the ruling class versus the country class. And if you've never read that, you need to go to the research room at SteelCityResistance.com and read that, because that talks all about it. I mean, this is a club. Now, a lot of them have been, uh, excuse my French, uh, but you're a farmer, uh, Ken, so they've been denutted. Let's put it that way. A lot of them them have, you know, they're not running anymore, and it's happening again this cycle. We are real, or not we, the president is draining the swamp, man. We have got some times ahead of us, I think, and I'd like your guys' opinions, uh, but I think we're going to see some things in the next year or two that are going to blow our minds, man. I think that, I mean, just look, John Ratcliffe as director of national intelligence, that is giant. And what are you going to do with Rick Grinnell? I mean, this guy's got to be somewhere. Trump's not going to discard him. He's not going to send him back to Germany. I think he's going to be the chief of staff. What do you guys think? Ken, you take it and then pass it over to Marlene. Or or the other way around. Go ahead, Marlene. The other way around. Go ahead. 
Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I was just going to give some thoughts on um, kind of what I've been seeing and all. There were a couple of things that actually really struck me. One was um, they had a panel. I can't remember the people, but it um, had to do with China. And they uh, were talking about how China is stealing our technology. And, of course, they do. And uh, it made me think of some of the stuff that I read about. I was reading that book by uh, Newt Gingrich about, uh, you know, how they think and all that stuff. And, you know, he was talking about it. They were they mentioned, um, you know, the whole thing about the South China Sea and the little islands. Yeah. They said, oh, we're not going to do anything else. We're not going <laughs> to you know, do anything militarily with them. Yeah, right. That's exactly what they did. And um, I can take that all the way back yeah. to Steel City Resistance. We covered that. I Me and Ward, Ward and I covered that. Go ahead. Yeah. And then they mentioned something about uh, buying a ship from Ukraine that they weren't going to use for military purposes. <laughs> Wrong. There they go again. And uh, the, actually the one kind of an interesting idea from the book, though, was that... Um, they were comparing how China, how the Chinese people think and how we think. And basically what they were getting at in there is that we tend to think, or the military anyway, they tend in general, they tend to think of their strategy like a game of chess. Whereas the Chinese people, they think of it as a game of Go, which is a, uh, an, it, that game has been around forever. But basically what it is is you've got this big board with a bunch of little squares on it, and you get each side has um, oh has like ten or I forget how many stones, but they're like little little uh, pebbles. They're basically playing. With, they're playing the ten thousand years game, and we're playing the next week game. Is the way exactly. I like to put it. Is the way I like. To yeah, put it. because the, yeah, because the way that that game is played, you you're looking more to conquer small areas, and the way you way you win is you beat out the other person. You surround them so that their pieces, instead of taking their piece out, you surround them so they can't go anywhere. You know, and my it's son. A real game of strategy. It, it's a hell. It's very very complicated. My son, when he called me earlier, uh, kind of yeah. alluded to that. You know, he. Mm-hmm. He basically said, you know, uh, they're outmaneuvering us. You know, this, this is something that you know, we're, we're playing a short game. And, and they, exactly, uh, and they're playing a the long-term game. That's that's what this whole the idea of that game is. It's a long-term game where you, exactly. you, have, you have to have a whole different strategy. And for for some reason, way. when you get us, uh, Ken, uh, and, and I'm going to refer to cultural Marxism here, uh, when you have uh, an entire population almost, especially the youth, the youths, uh, looking at materialistic gains and things like that, uh, that's easy to beat. <laughs> I mean, you look at the rare earth situation, and what I mean by that is the parts, the components that go into the iPhone, the iPad, mm -hmm. the CAT scan, mm -hmm. The whole, not everything that we have that is wonderful, uh, that is based on technology, has components in it that only are available in certain places on the planet. Like and China. Ch and China, <laughs> not, not China, the mainland, but China, uh, the imperialistic uh, country, uh, mainly in Africa. 
mm-hmm. they run they run entire economies in Africa. I know they do. And you know when we're sitting here looking at how much the next iPhone is going to cost, or you know, uh, oh my God, they put a dollar surcharge on an ATM. You know, it's like really, yeah. man, really, you're worried about that. You're worried about a dollar surcharge on an ATM, and you don't care right. that we're so many trillions of dollars in debt. And but you know, no kidding. And let me re- let me regroup on what what my son said. He said Donald Trump is divine intervention, and I agree with that ten thousand percent. Can you imagine? Me too. Uh, let me switch over. Let me get Ken in here a little bit. Ken, do you can you imagine uh, that this man? Defeat. Think about this. This is this is actually kind of scary in a way, but if you look at it with the divine intervention glasses on, it's great. It's not scary. It's great. He beat the United States of America's FBI, CIA, NSA, Republican Party, Democrat Party, every single corporate media giant in the nation. And came out unscathed, and he's over fifty percent approval rating. That is a GD miracle. There's nobody okay. else. There's nobody else in this country, including me. I would be in Terry Hot Penitentiary in Indiana if they scrutinized me the way they scrutinize that guy. It's amazing. That's divine intervention, in my opinion. It is. Oh, exactly. I, I mean, and he even brought it. Did you listen to his speech at CFAC? No, I'm going to do that tonight. I have not. Okay, that's a well, long, that's a long drive, brother. Brought, long drive to Pittsburgh, baby. Long drive. Uh, well, we were we were like kind of pushing it to, to damn Hutchins be on 20 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I had to, don't forget. I I had to break the studio out. The studio was dismantled. I had it with me, but it was like weighing 80 pounds, and I wasn't doing that. But I had to come back here, and I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. There was a couple clips that got jacked up because I switched channels and forgot which button was which, and I messed Alan West's clip up and everything, but that was all me. I'll get it right. Go ahead. Okay, so he ended up, during his speech, he brought up Crowdhound. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, And he was like, you know... He's going up against 16 of the best, you know, America's best and brightest politicians. Right. And Ooh, I can't wait to watch that. it now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for no, you. Go ahead, go ahead. But, go he ahead. Does, but he does bring up Minnie Mike. And oh, oh yeah. my I did, God. I, I did hear about that, that about, was, about lowering that was the podium. Freaking funny. That was a riot. The only thing I wish I you wish I'd it, had a little Hutch, bit more time, so I, so I should have got well, some clips. I, I could have got some clips, but you know what? I'm glad I didn't because what do you got? I'll tell you what, man. Mona, man, whew, she exceeded expectations with those two interviews, in my opinion. I mean, that was that was. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. I looked at the clip titles and I'm like, okay, I'll play them, you know. And then I listened to them and it was like, wow. Nancy Pelosi, maybe we can beat her. I damn sure hope so. I do too. But anyway, you're, you're, some more thoughts about uh, about CPAC or whatever you want to talk about, and then we'll go back to Marlene, and then we're going to be just about out of time. Uh, and I also want to thank 
uh, Teresa for coming too because she wouldn't even take a picture, man. I mean, it's like nobody knows who Teresa is. She, she's she's the, uh, the yeah she's a special special woman. I tell you, what. <laughs> I agree. She makes, I agree. She makes things happen behind the scenes that nobody knows about. That's a good deal. So that far, really everybody is. is uh, I, I was I was very yeah. proud of my wife. I mean, like I said, she's not about politics, and she was talking with all of you guys. I mean, she had a good time. Well, and we were all also weren't talking completely politics. True, true. That's true. Yeah. So um, it, it was just Where, Where's Rocky? Is, Ro- is Rocky sleep or what? Rock's here. He's, but he's like in the. Hey, you want to talk? I'll hand the phone over to him if you want. No, I mean if he doesn't want to talk, that's okay. But uh, we all like to hear Rocky. No, 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 well, no, he's he's monitoring the chat on his phone. But if you want to talk to him, I can hand the phone over to him. Well, if he wants to talk, I don't want to, you know, you know, put him on the spot here. or anything. I just Hold on. Uh, here, Rocky. What's going on, man? What did you think about CPAC this year, sir? Hello. What did you? Th- <laughs> What did you think about CPAC this year? Oh, well, it was my first time, and I I loved it. I thought it was great. Did you spend a lot you of know, time uh, in the Gaylord, or no? Obviously, you did spend some time. Oh, sure. What a wonderful sure. place. We, what we a spent, wonderful. We spent all three days. What a wonderful uh, uh, area. I mean, the, the, the atrium and the, you know, the little waterfalls they got going on in there. I'd love to go there in the summer sometime. Every time I go there, it's freaking February. You know, it's cold. I thought it was really impressive. Yeah, I've never been in anything like that in my life. So Yeah, it is. And I then mean, just uh, running into or, you know, having famous people run over you and things <laughs> like that. And it's, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was starstruck. That's good. You know, that that's really good. That's the, that's the exact way that I felt the first time I went there. And it was a good feeling. And, and you know, Stacy was there, too, on her first time, one time before I went with her. And she told me the same thing after her first time. Uh, but then, you know, I, I was trying not to be a Debbie Downer when we were talking together, when we were at the Irish joint. Uh, but... Ooh, I mean, they like you said, man. They like like Ken said, rather, they ban people. You know, they take people that are really good conservatives. Uh, in other words, it's uh, it's a great play. There's nothing um, else like it. But yeah, it's the Republican you want, if you, Party. If you play by if you play if you play by their rules. Exactly. That's uh, yeah. That's. Um, I think what I'm going to do. It's kind of disappointing that they don't like to have uh, certain people there. They think it gives them a bad image, uh, I, and I think by doing that, it gives them a bad image. You know, we're supposed to be loving everyone. And, yeah. You know, I think what I'm going to do. What I'm going to difference do, of opinions. What I'm going to do next out. week. What I'm going to do next show. Uh, hopefully, if I can do it in time. But coming up in the future, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the speech that got David Horowitz, one of my personal heroes, uh, that's almost as old as Bernie Sanders. Uh, I'm going to get the speech that got him banned from CPAC, and I might get the speech that Pamela Geller 
got banned from CPAC for. And I have to look in to Ken what you were saying. Who were you saying was uh, was banned? Uh, Gavin McInnes. Yeah, 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 him. Well, he was ki- he was kicked out and banned. But. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, he was he was removed on the second day. That's something else, man. You know what I mean? That that that's ridiculous. That's unacceptable to me. See, that's the part that you know. I I was I didn't push it hard last night, but I I did say it a couple times that you know okay, CPAC's I'm... cool, but it's the Republican Party, and the Republican Party is a company. It's a corporation. Was, it's was, not good. I was I was trying to uh, remind. Uh, can uh to do winners and losers okay yeah and uh, is, is, I think, is I think he ready he, i think that's when he threw the phone at me is he ready or, or no <laughs> is he ready i don't yeah. think he's ready all right well, i don't you know guys, i've got mine I've only, you, all right well you guys you guys all right all right we'll go we'll go down the line we'll go down the line marlene I'll said that first. she's ready it's okay you can go first okay. rocky we, we got we got enough time and if we go over a little bit i don't have a co-host so that's fine uh, Rocky, winners and losers. I'm just going to say there was only winners this week, and it was Team Cold War Radio. Oh my man! It was it was awesome. My so man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it to Ken and, and Marlene can take it from take it from there. Before that, Rocky, let me tell you, uh, I'm glad I got to meet you, brother. I really am, man. It, it's good, <laughs> good stuff. Go ahead, Marlene, or okay. or whoever you handed it to. Okay, for my winners, uh, that was the uh, the people of, uh, well, actually, first of all, the Koreans and the Japanese uh, for having their own their own version of CPAC. I think they've just started that, like, within the last year or two. They've only haven't had very many. Can you also elaborate on that? Are, I, had, I had no idea. Can you elaborate on that a little? Well, basically, what they, what's happened is that I think it started with uh, Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh I believe, if I remember this correctly, um, they wanted to know how they saw what we were doing and they wanted to do the same thing. And so did Japan. And there are a lot of conservatives over in both those countries, in South Korea, that is, and in Japan that are, they love Trump. They absolutely wow. love him. And also, same thing with the people in Hong Kong. That must be why I noticed that shift in demographics that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, but anyway, I because that, that wasn't was there last that time. That was that wasn't there last year. I'm telling you. No, it was there this year, and I right. I it, it was, was you, you saw it. Fabulous. Yeah, me too. Go yeah. Ahead. And then the uh, the other end, the losers. That's pretty simple. That's all those idiots running against Trump. The whole Democratic <laughs> Communist Party. It's horrible, isn't it? They are. They have no. They have no ideas. All they do is blabber. And I just look at them and I go, "You guys aren't going to win. You're so full of it." So, so Rocky, Rocky missed, Rocky missed half of the oh. thing. Pass it back to him and ask him who his loser is. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, he Rocky, the phone who's your back, loser? He, he handed the phone back to me. But, uh, oh, okay. okay. I'm trying, man. I'm trying so to figure winner, this out. You ought to be me here trying to figure out who's who. Good. <laughs> that's that's kind of like when my wife hijacks like, the chat and, you know. <laughs> Some people know who you know who she is, and you know. I know anyways, who she is my now. Winner, my winner for the week 
okay, whether you like them or not, would be Matt Schlapp. Okay. Because I had I had no idea that when the Hong Kong protesters were protesting, he took a crew of people from you know his uh, you know inner circle at CPAC and went over there and stood with the protesters in Hong Kong. My man. I think he's the guy that saved CPAC. And I didn't realize. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. I didn't realize that he got rid of the the one guy, but I do know the thing about Matt Schlapp that stands out the most to me. There's two things. Because uh, I've interviewed him a few times. And he allowed the American Conservative Union. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested about CPAC, you have to look at the American Conservative Union, the ACU. That is who runs CPAC. All right. And you have to look at their board of directors and their trustees. And Matt Schlapp sits atop of that. And he took over. From a Puerto Rican guy, I can't remember his name, and he's a. Uh, I can't. I've, I've I've interviewed him too, and I can't remember his name, but he was the old school Republican Party, the Lindsey Graham type, and Matt Matt Schlapp took over for him as Trump was ascending uh, in the conservative movement, and the first CPAC that we went to, Stacy and I and others. Uh, where he was in charge, we thought they were going to crush Trump, and they didn't. Matt Schlapp went out as a proponent for President Trump, and his wife did the same thing, Mercedes Schlapp. You've seen her on Fox News uh, numerous times. And uh, so I think he saved it. But go ahead, loser. Oh, loser. Excellent, excellent, excellent winner, by the way. I, uh... Well, I'm just going to say, yeah, the, the entire DNC is just you know, a bunch of freaking losers, you know? I, I mean, when you get a, a, a devout, a democratic socialist, you know, as your front runner, okay. you suck. Okay, that'll be great. But, you know, it's 1776. It's 1776 here. You guys, say you got to get your... <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I love Alex here. Jones. I love Alex Jones, man. It, it, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to do something, uh, Google Alex Jones. Alex Jones didn't just get here now. He's been doing this for years, man. He he has done some journalism with Bill Clinton, and this is why he got labeled with his tinfoil hat thing is because he crossed the Clintons a long time ago, man, back in the – when the Clintons were in office, he was a reporter. And I've seen tapes of him, and he's no joke, man. You can make fun of him at your peril. That's up to you. But uh, he's a, and especially with uh, Millie, with Millennial Millie, 
Oh Lord. Oh she Yeah, we That girl's awesome. She was actually she was actually rolling through interviewing people after Trump ended up finishing his speech or President Trump I should say was it and we walked right past her. I was like, Oh damn that's that's awesome. That's all. all right. Stand by, guys. Stand by. I got a new caller uh, from Waldorf, Maryland. Uh, who's on the phone? Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, is, this, is this Teresa? Mr. Is that, is that who on. this is? Let, let me. Right, yes, it right. is. David and I were feeling left out. All right. That's because I know, you know, uh, you know, you're the, you're the reason that we played that that intro. My son calls it. Dad, your intro is too long. I'm like, well, well, dude, you got to just understand, man. I got people that loves the intro, so we're playing. They saw me know this. Go ahead. What did you think? Was that that, that wasn't your first CPAC? Did you think that? Did you think I was accurate when I called out the two demographics that were not there before, but were there this year? And I said that they were. Many more black Americans and this contingent of Chinese, Korean, Japan, Japanese, whatever, uh, that Oriental people that I've never seen there before. You saw that, right? There were a lot there, but I mean, it's DC also. It's, I, but never, it's never at the Gaylord. Well, okay, fine. Yes, that, that's correct. Okay, so I, I, I feel like I'm getting ready to get spanked. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. no, you are you are right. I just i I didn't really actually focus in on that. To tell you the truth, I focused in more on the the the, the dragon the drag queen that was standing there. That that one flipped me out a little bit. I missed that, but I wasn't there oh, like I you guys. Oh, I wasn't yeah. there like you guys. I was there for like one night. Well, you, um, there was like an hour before that you saw me that I was in the Gaylord, and that was it. Uh, just and because the, the amount of children that were there I was impressed with too and, and children that seemed like that they didn't belong yeah it seemed like it was uh, a lot more populated than previous CPACs and I mean you know I think Matt Schlapp even came out and said that yeah I, I do I think I, it was it was but I have to I have to give kudos that were kudos too the Gaylord yeah, did a phenomenal job at that and handling all those people I mean, we were in and out of there today, I want to say 15 minutes, 20 minutes after after President Trump spoke. They were awesome. You got like cyber security sounds coming over your uh, audio what feed there. It's their clock. It's their clock. I'm in a different room and it's the clock oh, in there, you, I think. You're in that secret room, huh? It's a Not grand room. Really That's secret. <laughs> the lasagna must be done. Oh, okay. That was we're, the. We write letters, we write in cursive, and we have grandfather clock to tell time. You have to Outstanding. count the time. Outstanding. So your overall, your overall experience was good then? Yeah. Do you have any winners and losers of the week? No. I, and, okay, if I had to pick a winner, I would say the winner was last night. I had a blast last night. Out I, did I did, too. I did, too. You know I what? I did, too. You, so it was you you know what the the thing that impressed me the most I don't know if you li- you probably didn't listen to the whole show but am I right? Well, I tried, but they kept. Yeah, see, like, I knew I was right. <laughs> but one of the things, 
One of the it's things like I Rob- one of the things I said was that at the beginning of the show was that I thought that it was so classy because you know all right Teresa Ken uh, we imbibe Rocky you know what I mean we take a couple beers you know whatever and you know that kind of helps you when it's chilly outside and you got a fire going but what about Marlene and Dave and 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 Valerie and Double Lot and the people that 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 don't do that they stuck with us for like two hours, man. That yeah, Im- well, David said, David that, said here with me right now. He's a rock. He, he, he stuck it out. It was, I'm going to tell you, I was a little chilly. I was too. I got back to the hotel. I took my shoes off. I was like, damn, I'm cold. You know, I just turned the heat up. I mean, that was impressive <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Cause I well, was, thank you. That, that it really was Marlene and Dave. Uh, finally, yeah. he finally got his fishing chips. I, I thought you were going to like, Get him a McDonald's burger or something. He was. Oh God, no! <laughs> I don't. That see. stuff I don't eat. <clears throat> All right. But I All guess right, so, I don't know. I guess. Let me tell you my winners and losers, and then we're going to get final comments. We're overtime here, and wow, Marlene did a good. Or uh, not Marlene, uh, Mona did a great job on the interviews. Man, uh, those were gold. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, those were really good. But my winners and losers tonight. My winner was the President of the United States. This guy came out and gave the most presidential press conference of his life, in my opinion, on the Russia virus, on the coronavirus. When he did that, and then he followed it up today with a follow-up, the guy's, it's divine intervention. that's That's all I can say. This guy, I mean, look at the stock market numbers. I mean, they, they started going down. And anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll follow that in the next couple of weeks and see how it happens. But in my opinion, against everybody else, and never forget Sundance's uh, postscript on almost every article when it comes to the deep state. Never forget, there are trillions of of dollars at stake. If he ends the Afghanistan war, do you know how many government and lobbyist people are going to lose their ass? They are going to lose trillions of dollars. We are pumping so much money into there, and I'm sure the drug trade comes around and comes in the back door to some of these McCain-type people. Uh, I'm telling you, he's the winner. My loser of the week is the State Department and the intelligence community. John Radcliffe, go in front of that Senate confirmation hearing that's going to happen and destroy these communists on the Democrat side that are going to try to take you out. That's my losers. The State Department and the intelligence community are getting ready to get denutted, and I can't wait. I can't. I hope I live to see it. And ladies and gentlemen, I am not suicidal. I would never shoot myself in the back of the head twice. I would never shoot myself in the chest. And I'm way too good of a driver to crash my car. All right, I'm a Class A CDL driver. I'm not crashing anything. 
Those are the losers. Final thoughts. Let's go to uh, Teresa first. Oh, she's okay. there. She's done. No, hold on. David, do you have any final thoughts? Do you want to talk to him? Final thoughts. I, I, I don't usually comment, but it was very nice meeting you. And you I, as well, I, sir. You and, as uh, well. I, I, I appreciate Trump encouraging the whole country and giving us a reason to believe things can get better when before it just didn't seem like they all they could expound upon in this way they couldn't but he could he always seems to find a reason why they can so and he, he for him things not going right is a challenge even fun it motivates him he's motivated by things that don't work <laughs> how to make things that don't work work but well, you certainly you certainly see that clearly. You, you've got that spot on. There's no question. This guy is a doer. He is not going to engage in anything that's not going to work. Because in his world, if he did that, he'd lose his ass. Right. Yeah. But it was a, a great it was a great honor to meet you, sir. It really was. And uh, I know it was cold out there, but man, you're a trooper, buddy. You're a trooper. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. That's good. I'm, yeah, it, it was, it was uh, not the easiest thing to get. On I can the imagine. Plane with uh, with my struggles with my Parkinson's and stuff. But you but, did uh, it. I've, I've, I've had to be patient with the whole pro- process, but I, I, it's good to get out. And uh, yeah. Well, God bless you. God bless you for enlightening my life a little bit. I mean, I'm glad I met you, and hope to see hope to see you again. Yeah, now I know who who you all are. There you go. We're regular guys. We're regular people. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's nice to meet your wife finally. See who puts up with you all every day. Who? Me or Dave? With you. Oh, I know. I, no, let me tell you, it was a miracle. It was a miracle that that happened. That was some divine intervention shit, too. I'm going to tell you what, man. I'm going to tell you. And we had the best time. We went back home or, you know, back to the hotel or whatever. And you know what we did? We watched a movie that I, I don't watch movies, right? It was something about baseball. It was funny, though. And uh, we just had the best time. It was like... Uh, like we were teenagers, man. We we're sitting there, you know, eating stuff. Oh, it was great. Uh, but anyway, uh, Teresa, your final comments. That was it. It was wonderful to meet you all. Have a nice night, and hopefully next time you'll come here. Oh, and by the way, have some great coffee out of the Camelot Farm coffee mug. Well, I would, but I'm going to elevate that to a different status. That's going into the display case. So I have backup. But last night, last night, I did... Now think about this. Now I don't know if you guys like spirits or whatever, but that big ass cup was my shot glass last night. <laughs> yes, it was, because the hotel was cheap and they had the cardboard cups. You know, there was no glass in the whole room in a Hampton Inn. I was disappointed, but That's I was why like, I my- but I was like, well, Ken and Teresa got me this. 
I'll use that. That's ceramic. And I did. I was very disciplined with how much I put in there, too. It was just a couple, you know. But a great time. Thank you very much. And appreciate your final thoughts. Marlene from uh, King George County. Your final thoughts. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, I was really, I was really happy to finally meet you and your wife. She's a wonderful lady. You ain't lying. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm just. I guess the other thing I wanted to mention about CPAC was I uh, did go and listen to uh, a little bit of a forum on the, in fact, on the uh, whole Virginia uh, gun thing. And yeah. I was telling Ken earlier, I said, you know what, now I understand. This was at Ben Ferguson and a couple, two or three other people. And uh, it was like, after listening to them, it's like, oh, it makes sense now. Because they were saying, you know, it's more than just your guns. They're taking away everything else. And that's what the uh, president well, of the uh, NRA was saying, too. And I thought, oh, yeah, now that makes sense. Well, you know, they but didn't now, make it the second. You know, you notice it's not the 17th Amendment. Right. It's the second. Because if that goes, all the rest of them are gone. Right. It does. Or they, they could be gone. And anybody who, right. wants it to, anybody who wants to take the Second Amendment is going to want to take the rest of them. Of it's, it's evil. Even Don, and, and this is the, it's too late in the show to get into this, but Mike Pence, mm, Donald Trump Jr. laid it out. He said we can never allow them to take our Second Amendment no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. We have to do whatever right. it takes. You know, and I agree with that a thousand percent. And I think that uh, we need somebody with the power uh, of a Donald Trump. In other words, Donald Trump could go on Twitter and with one tweet, he could eliminate the Republican Party. Oh, he could. One tweet. If he came out there and said, everybody get out of this corrupt party and join my party and the Republican exactly. party would be gone or, right. or he could tweet. I need 50,000 rifle bearing men to be on this grid square at this time. They'd be you, there. You could take I'd out the United States too. army. Take- you could take the United States army out. Oh, I, I mean that. I mean that. I know you do. You go, you go to their food, whatever you got to do, and they hate that. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to get that radical, but go ahead. That's okay. Because <laughs> no, I, I get like wrong. that sometimes. Sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah. we got to do something there. Yeah. I just have enjoyed my trip back east. I mean, I really have. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, granted, you know, the Gaylord is, it's, that was a beautiful hotel. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. But it's been fun being back here, and yeah, I got to go home tomorrow. But I probably remember this for quite a while. I hope so. I and hope so. We had a great time I meeting you, you and your husband, man. Oh, it was, I know. It was great, and I know man. David did, and it was just so much fun. Good I mean, deal. I don't mind being out in the cold. It took me back to high school. <laughs> I, you guys impressed me, man. Thank you, Marlene. I appreciate. Oh, thank it. you. All You're right, welcome. Let's, let's go to Ken and King George. Your final comments, and we're almost out of here. And. Uh, we need to get Rocky's final comments, too. Oh, God, I got to hand the phone to over to him. Um, but, no, I, 
what an amazing experience that, you know, to meet everybody in person from Cold War Radio. Uh, I mean, it was just freaking awesome. Uh, you know, I know we, we you guys humbled the shit out of me. You humbled, you humbled me, man. I'm telling you, I, I was, uh, you know, I was back and forth. And I, I told my wife, I got to go, man. Shit, these people, I mean, I got to go. And I, I wish we would have been able to do the whole thing. But it, it, you know what? In retrospect, that's a waste of money, man. That's too much money for us to go there. Okay. And, and, you know, if we had if we had an audience of 100,000 people, we could do it. But we don't. Man. We, we have a, a small, good, what? sizable audience, but it's not... That's too much money, man. You well, know, it, well, I did, I did plug the show when I was interviewed by that Washington Post reporter. Oh uh, yeah, that's gonna. Uh, I love hate mail. I mean, that's cool. It, do, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm sure they're not going to ever publish that, but <laughs> I did plug the show. Right. <laughs> and it's a good show. I mean, see, that's the the thing that I always think of is like, look. I have a body of work that's bigger than most. I mean, a lot bigger than most. Even people that you think have a body of work. I got, I've been doing this a long time, and I've got every single thing I've ever done. Almost. And uh, we have a great audience. Our, our content is not, I told you guys last night. I told all you. I've never lied, and I never will. I have no interest in that. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to help our country. And you guys, uh, you know, coming and listening to the show as often and regularly as you do, you saw me in the chat room. I'm like, where's Art? You know, where's Mississippi Jim? Where are all these people at? Where'd they go? Uh, I love you guys, and I really appreciate you, and uh, that's why I came down. It was a great, it was a blast. Well, okay, so to kind of elaborate on that, um, I know it's exp- it's expensive as hell to do anything in D.C. I mean, they want like twice the amount of money. They're rocking out looking for alcohol the one night, and it was like, oh, hey, there's this marketplace, and it's got you know, <laughs> beer signs in the window. And, yeah. and we're going through the wines like, barefoot. I can get... A, a you know, a small bottle of Barefoot down here for like six bucks. A bear, like fourteen, fifteen dollars for the same bottle. And I'm like, this is a screw top wine, dude. Yeah. I got a I got a beer and a and a rum and coke, and it was fifteen dollar. I'm like, oh, yeah, Jen, it's, Jen, it's I love you, man. Insane. I love you, but we ain't gonna be uh, here that long. <laughs> exactly. you know, and you go in, you go in a pizza shop and they're talking Lithuanian. Now, come on, now. hold on, hold on. Mozzarella. I don't want you know. Anyway, you're right, and that's all I was saying. It's the location. You know, if Max Schlepp, and I understand you have to be in proximity to the politicians, you know, in order to make it work, but. They all come to the RNC. It's going to be in South Carolina. I told you. I for my crew, my my actual the show crew, a thousand dollars, man, five bedroom house for the entire time. For the entire time, that's two nights at the Gaylord. 
two nights for one person at the Gaylord. Oh, yeah, no kidding. And if you're doing a radio show, you can't be five miles away. I mean, you could if you had a, like, if you were a rock band and you had a road crew, you know, roadies, to move all your stuff. But uh, anyway, I, I just think that's the only thing I don't like about CPAP. That and I can be a roadie. <laughs> I used to be a DJ. So I'll tell you I, what. I'll, I'll tell you what. All those wires. And- this was the first time that I ever stayed in a reasonable hotel, and you know, went even though I didn't really go to CPAC, but I could actually see next year doing it affordably. You know what I mean? Like staying at a hotel, like I was in Alexandria, Virginia, doing that, and then actually doing CPAC. I could see doing that now. I never thought that way before. But if I took my son or if I took somebody that could, you know, muscle up and, and move the stuff for me, uh, I could do it. But I only learned that this well, year. I, I can help you hook everything up. I, I, I know. I used to be a DJ. I, I'm a network guy. Yeah, I can, you know. Well, we'll figure it out. We we, 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 live and, we live and learn. We live and learn. <laughs> you know, we move on. But uh, I want to thank all of you uh, for an incredible. Hey, hey, hey. Real, real quick, Hutch. You yes, want sir. Get, uh, R- Rocky's final thought? I do. I do. <laughs> all right. Hold on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the phone off. I don't need any intro music or anything. I can just go right to it. No, no. This, uh, this 30 second delay is killing me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Can, can that can that be my final thought? Uh, I mean, if that's all you got, man. I mean, you're a man of very few words in person. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that surprised me. You, you very few words in person, but you uh, impressed me just the same. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to take it. I mean, it's. It's the same experience for me as, uh, you know, everybody else. And, you know, Ken, Marlene, David, Val, and Bruce. So I didn't want to try and, like, steal the spotlight or anything. That's all right, man. Go ahead and steal it. <laughs> steal no, it. It's yours. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was an amazing experience. And uh, I couldn't have done it without uh, Ken and his wonderful wife, Teresa, and Oh my God! Meeting Marlene and David, and it's uh, it was awesome. Been, it was awesome, and and, uh, and I gotta say, you, you you got yourself a real keeper in your wife too. She's she's a wonderful woman. Well, thank you. I believe I I agree with you a hundred percent too. And and the thing that's really uh, amazing about that, she hates politics. But that being said, in the last year, you cannot be, you cannot have a working brain and not see what's happening in this country. And she has a working brain. And I'm telling you, man, when you get Jen pissed off at you on politics, oh, man, there's a tsunami coming. There's a tsunami. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's uh, like it's it's the it's the quiet ones you got to look out for. <laughs> I'll tell you. It used to be every time I would say something, she'd stop judging. 
Stop judging. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just in the stop. And now she's like, did you hear what that guy just said? And I'm like, yeah, man, I heard it. You got to listen to the show. Uh, Hutch is starting to listen. My son's starting to listen. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're right, man. It, it's uh, Thank you for the compliment. And you're right, too. I, I got lucky. Definitely. Okay, and uh, I got I got to help help Ken and Teresa be a good host. So uh, should probably probably call it a night here. All right, man, because uh, it's about time for uh, me to call it a night, too, man. It's getting a little bit late, but I really wanted to do the show. You know, I wanted to awesome. make sure that we got this out there because we blew it last night. But you know what? It was well, well worth it to meet all you fabulous people, man. Thank you so much Love to everybody big, listening. Big, Go ahead. Thanks, Simona, too. Oh, big yeah, she, she, she did great. All right, guys, so thank you all very much. Uh, down at Camelot Farms. Everybody that you heard tonight was at the Camelot. Ken and Teresa, what a great host you are and uh, wonderful people. It's the difference between leftists and Americans. Thank you very much for chipping in. I appreciate it, everybody. I am Hutch Bailey Jr., your host on Cold War Radio. We will be back on Monday. Can't wait for that. God bless. And let's not forget, go to rsbn.bandcamp.com. Support Jacob Seals, my man. Take it away.
of defending the America we love. The future of our nation depends on the courage and devotion of its young people. It depends on all of you. Conservatives and patriots cannot and must not surrender our cherished institutions and culture to the radical America-hating left. We must have the heart which we have and the tenacity which we have to preserve them, protect them, and reclaim them. Our nation badly needs more young people like those here tonight to study up, work hard, and then go into government, go into journalism, go into media, go into teaching, and yes, go into academia, and retake these institutions, rebuild our culture, and take back our culture. God, they have gone. And 
And as I look around at this big, beautiful, very full room of brilliant young people, a couple of older ones that I know, but we won't even talk about that. They're good people. They got the chance. But I have to tell you, you have great people in this room. You have our great future leaders in this room. And you are going to have an incredible life. But you're going to do very, very important things. And there can be nothing more important than protecting our great country. Thank you very much. It's great. Street.